Hello, sports fans. It's time for nothing, nothing. And I think Chris might be on the line. Listening yeah, in. Yeah, there he is. Um, Chris, we have a little bit of a issue with our uh, streaming right now. Oh no! What's the matter? Uh, it's not streaming right now. <laughs> oh well, can we? It's still archiving. Yeah, right? it's still archiving. So I'm just gonna play this. Let's just roll with it. Yeah, I'm gonna roll with this, and it's not broadcasting. But who cares? Is anybody really listening to us live? No one is listening to us, and it's actually apropos that our last live broadcast for the time being would not actually live broadcast. Exactly. I was thinking the exact same thing. It takes the pressure off of the three people trying to listen to us right now. <laughs> wow, you're, you're being generous, I think, to us. <laughs> well, we do have one listener right now, but she's only getting one end of it, and she is my beloved wife, who is cruising at six miles an hour down the 10 in bumper-to-bumper traffic in Los Angeles, California. Uh, we're just about to pass the San Pedro exit. Ooh. Uh, yep. So... Uh, Oh, and Loyola Law School, which answers a question from a couple of weeks ago. Loyola is actually in California. Loyola so, uh, Marymount? Or is it another yeah. one? Huh. Yeah, Loyola Marymount. Nice. Uh, it's out here. The old run and gun, yeah. Yeah. Bo well, Kimball? Right yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, how you doing, Chris? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm a, so little, you, uh, I'm a little sad and lonely that I'm here by myself. Why are you sad and lonely? It's it's gonna it's it's a new era. No, no, I mean because you're not here. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> I could give a shit I'm about sad. this place, Chris. I'm, Come I'm, on. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. Uh, yeah. It's a little broadcasting like, humor like, there. I, yeah, no, I like the uh, I like the uh, the way that this the direction of this show or this episode already because uh, it's like it's just a phone call. And uh, so we're just going to be able to say whatever's on our mind, as though no one's listening. And then in a couple of days, people will be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, so uh, I guess I don't have a ton to talk about up top. I know you had some. I know you had some baseball and basketball-related uh, topics you wanted to bring up. And I have one thing I want to talk about. But why don't we start with? You want to start with baseball because you want to get it out of the way, and it just gets it out of the way. Yeah, although I have a feeling we might be, well, maybe not. I don't know if we'll be talking about it for a while or not. But you think we could do thirty minutes on baseball again? If so, we might as well be just a baseball podcast. <laughs> because last week was absurd. <laughs> it was absurd, absurd. But there's so many absurd things going in, in baseball right now that it's like it's hard not to talk about them all. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're talking about the absurdity and the fact that there's what. 10 games already played. Oh, and I'm going to a Dodgers game on Friday. Oh. So uh, next week I will be able to, uh, I'll be able to talk. Um, Chavez Ravine. Yeah, I'll be able to talk about Puig and, uh, yeah. Interesting. And, and the ghost of Vince Scully. So, <laughs> so anyway. What, <laughs> rest in peace, Vince. Where, you know, rest in peace, Vince Scully. <laughs> I'm going to miss you. <sighs> <laughs> um, speaking of terrible announcers, mm. I'm going to get murdered in the streets for saying Vince Scully's a terrible announcer. <laughs> an American classic. He's not dead. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, 
the broadcast duo of the New York Yankees, who I know we've talked about before, oh. John Sterling and Linda, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a shame how bad those two are. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to listen to just a chunk of a call of theirs. They not unlike us don't listen to each other, but it's for four hours every night. Like. They're just not even hearing each other talk. He's just like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, yeah, uh-huh. He's like, well, John, I don't know, the home run. She's, like, overcompensating her, like, her, whatever, her voice or her knowledge by, like, over, over knowing the players. And he's like, I don't care. I just want to say it's long and hard. And out of here. Oh, he's like he's the goddamn snaggle to the cat of fucking baseball announcers. All exit stage right. Get out of here. He, you did. I'm, I'm surprised that the Yankees don't have a like a a. a a good announcer? Yeah, yeah, totally. Right? You know, like I mean. It's just, Crazy shame. I mean, I've, any Yankee fan I've talked to, like, they're, they've got a soft place in their heart because they do have, like, a 90-year-old announcer. Well, of course. To, but, but they all, everyone I've ever talked to will, it, will uh, join in and say that it is pretty unlistenable. Like, it, it's a shame. I mean, even their, even their local, the TV guys, like Michael Kay and stuff. Oh, is, my, is, Michael Kay is terrible. It's terrible. It's like, terrible. you think they could afford to pay a, a better broadcast team. I know. And now, or a play-by-play team. I mean, like they're they're the premier, you know, team in in almost all the sport. Michael K needs to get some fucking white stripes, white strips, fucking face of his. <laughs> <laughs> Don LaGreca needs to get rid of Michael K. <laughs> right? Yes. I agree. Yeah. You should replace him with that dude Ro- Rosenberg. Ah, uh, he's. I don't know. I he's. Um. I will say that's you probably. You too. Huh? He annoys you too. He doesn't annoy me, but he doesn't do anything for me, especially. He doesn't look great. No, but he, even like talking like sports and especially New York sports, and I, I know he's probably from here or something, but he's just not. He's not that. Pre- he's not a presence. I don't think you know. Like I actually think he's from DC, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is he? Uh, he's. A, I mean, he came from hip hop world. So yeah. He's one of the original Breakfast Club guys, so I do like. That part of him, sure. Does, is right, but he's not—he's not a sports guy. I don't, I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't feel like he's a sports guy necessarily. No, he does—he does it. I—I I don't know. I don't know if a third, a three-person uh, team works. Well, either. that doesn't work either. No. But, but Michael Kay's so in love with himself that it's nice to have someone else that talks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's I, probably why. Probably why our like most listened to show is the one where uh, Anthony Marino Brown was on because there are people like God too. Someone needs to shut them up. <laughs> he's, like, he's like our Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I can see that. <laughs> that, makes, that makes a lot of sense now, actually. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Shit. Oh. I know we should be calling so, Anthony every week, then. We should be. I think the problem is I'm in L.A., and it's like I'm very uh, Zen Diaries of Gary Shambling out here. Like I'm just really like examining myself and my center. Ooh. Um, yeah. So 
Maybe maybe I should just stop talking and you talk about what you wanted to talk about now. Well, there's I, mean, I don't even know where to begin, Chris. Okay. Um, it's um. Here, I'll start with this. this. Yeah, this one's this one's this one's easy and light. We'll, we'll kind of start with this one. Do you do you remember Brian Wilson, the the relief pitcher for the Giants? The, the Beach Boy. Yes. Yeah, the, great the, Beach Boy. Yeah. The, the, for most of the yeah. Relief pitcher for the Padres, not at all. No, the Giants. He had the big beard. He was kind of kooky, oh, crazy. Yeah. 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 Don't they all have big beards? But I know which one you're talking. Well, now they do. But he well, was kind of the first before everyone else. Black. Yes. Yeah, he dyed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and he kind of had like a like a Ricky Vaughn kind of haircut thing going on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, last week I was watching a uh, the Mariners were playing the Giants in in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it was like on the MLB Network, and I was like, oh great, Mariners Wait, are, are on. Watching baseball now? No, it was just because the Mariners were on. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll. It's the one time I probably can get to watch the Mariners all season, so I'll, I'll give them a okay. watch. And and you know and you know they use the local play-by-play guys you know and everything which which I, here's and this ties into actually your your comments about the Yankees. It's like, I don't think there's really a great play-by-play team that people outside of their own areas or regions actually th- would think are good, right? Yeah. And I think it I think it crosses all sports too. Like basketball, we've talked about it before too. Like some of these guys mm-hmm. are really terrible. Anyway, yeah. so the Giants guys were actually bad. And was but at one point, couple innings in, they brought Brian Wilson into the booth to to have Is a he chat. Retired? Yeah, he's been retired for a long time. I think. Wow. Like 2012 or he's something. Like maybe. they are gonna catch up to my fucking steroid use. I need to just call it quits right now. Yeah, he kind of fell apart there in the last couple of years too. I think. I don't yeah. think he. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's. Though how like Giants pitchers just miraculously are like the two, like win like three Cy Youngs and then fall apart one year later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very fishy about that. Yeah, and now he has gray hair and he's like, um, shaved his head or his beard. He shaved his beard off actually. You don't even recognize him actually. But a couple minutes. Sorry, the only thing about this is the couple minutes into this interview. As the guys were talking, he just he just cuts the the play by play guys off and just blurts out. Something like um, he just he just says, "Guys, I got to use the binoculars. I think there's some Marina Mamacitas out here." No, <laughs> no, that is so awesome. And then he says, as he grabs the binoculars and he kind of looks out into the stands, he's like, Ble- uh, "Bleacher babies, where are you?" <laughs> no. You watched this live? I watched it live. It was live. They and they that had the video. Awesome. In the booth, so you were actually watching the three of them on the screen. It was, it was so wow. Great. Within about a minute, wow. I think they went to commercial and came back, and he was not in the booth. He was gone. He was gone. Clearly drunk. <laughs> Clearly, Clearly drunk. yeah. Or my other theory, though, is actually it was his way of getting out of the interview and just ending the interview because oh. he was he was not yeah, comfortable yeah. at all, and I don't think he's a, you know, he's a big kind of like this kind of that kind of guy. TV guy. Yeah. Yeah. But it was wow. M- Marina Mamacitas. Barry, Barry Sanders could use that move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Somebody needs to, to teach him a little bit. Because, <laughs> man, that dude. I actually gained, I gained a bit of respect for him for um, just being yeah. himself, actually. You know what? If that's his. Yeah. yeah. He's a weird dude. He is. That's a great little anecdote. That is. Good nice. Good way to start the show, Chris. I'm nice. glad I finally. Got off my goddamn soapbox and let you talk. <laughs> Thanks, and me too. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. 
<laughs> oh, no, you're not. <laughs> a little bit. Probably we've lasted, lasted as long as we have. There's, only, there's always a little bit of truth in every, in every joke and humor. In every chuckle. Right. Um, so... I, there's a, I don't know. There's some other dumb things that you know, like I don't know. There's other dumb stuff that was happening in baseball today. None of it's probably any good to talk about. Um, um, do you? I'm I'm just uh, quickly. I will say like from uh, callback from our last show. I'm I'm liking this Mets bet a lot. Yes, like I am to the too. Point of put. I'm considering putting money of real real money on it. Ooh! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> wow! Uh-huh. Now we're getting serious. I know. <laughs> well, I don't know what the lines are still. What? They've moved around, but but that Degrom looks like he's back, mm-hmm. and Cindergard's always good. And if Harvey can pitch at all, Harvey looks like he's coming back they, around a little bit. They might they might have a team as long as they Bruce stay healthy. Batting now, yep. And Todd Frazier. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I think that you might have been onto something. I think they quietly put together a, a solid team in the off season, yeah. and and yeah. it all hinders on their you know the chances of all their their starting pitchers staying healthy. All they need to do is like is get an, a wild card. Yeah, and anything can happen in the play, in the postseason. I mean, at this point, they're they're seven and one, and they're what three or four games up on the Nationals. I think for for first place. So I mean, they're they're and they just swept the Nationals over the weekend. I mean, we probably should wait for like a an inevitable Met swoon, right? Like let the like the number kind of even out. But yeah, if the odds were still in the like what was it twenty or thirty to one? Uh, before? yeah, I think it was thirty to one or something like that. Yeah. Man, I wish I would have hit it at 30 to 1. I mean, it might still be close to that. It's probably no higher than 20 at this point still, though, you know, like, because it's still so early, yeah. like you're saying. So it still might be a good time to hit that one, I think, though. But I'm I'm enjoying yeah. the fact that they are probably have the, what, I think they might have the best record in baseball right now, and that the Yankees are 5-5. Five and five. Yeah, the Yankees are, are, I mean, I've only watched that one game, but like I said before, I really noticed, like, they're, with their bats, it's a, it's a walk, a strikeout, or a home run. Yep. Like, it's hard it's hard to win a World Series when you can't manufacture a run unless it's, like, a long ball. Well, um, and actually, to emphasize your point about that, and we were talking about that last week, is the Yankees' new you know, new player, Giancarlo Stanton guy, he just struck out five times in the game? Yeah. His first game in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And now he's had multiple games already to start the season uh, with zero hits and five, and five strikeouts in, in a season? And that's the first player to, to do that in the live ball era, whatever the fuck that is. Wow. Yeah, what is the live ball era? Now before, like, before were they hitting off of tees? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's called T-ball. <laughs> the T-ball era. The T-ball era. Before the Negro League, they were hitting That's off. what they don't show you about Babe Ruth, is he was hitting off a tee back then. Calling <laughs> <laughs> a shot that's why Sandy Koufax is considered such a great pitcher. He actually just threw the ball. Right. They were like, holy shit. Right. What? This ball moving. This is too hard. <laughs> Bring the team back. That folks was the end of baseball. <laughs> what the fuck is a live ball era? That's really good. Cool. It's, it's actually, I actually looked it up, and it's, it, it started in 1921, um... And they were using they throw a curveball. No, they just had to use. Uh, they had to cycle, basically cycle through the baseballs uh, more often, so they didn't sort of get dulled down and worn out too much. Oh, uh, okay. And then, and then, starting pitchers were not allowed anymore to 
um, to alter or like scuff scuff, scuff the ball or anyway. So apparently that right. was legal back in the day, way back in the day. Wow. Yeah. So you could just make a real sloppy ball. You can make a real sloppy ball, do whatever you want to it, and the hitters couldn't hit it then, and that's why there was no like offensive statistics back in the day, except for like a very few people. And then once the live ball era, actually, that's when Babe Ruth actually started putting up huge numbers and home runs and whatnot. So you could be like, Rusty Cobb, like, the guy that played in 1827, (laughs) might have been the greatest player of all time. Yeah, seriously. Otis Wagner wasn't just a great baseball card. Right. He was a great man with a great quick bat. Yep. Yeah, that's why actually that's why Ty Cobb is actually a pretty good player, even though everyone hates him because he was actually put up really good numbers before on floppy fucking fat wet baseball. Yeah, during the dead ball era, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Dead ball. Well, that's yeah. So now they refer to that before 1921. It's the dead ball era, basically, because there was no offensive. Yeah. It's like AD and BC. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's bonkers. Right. Yeah. yeah, and basically Babe Ruth is, is probably Jesus then. Oh, my God. He is Jesus. He's Jeebus. And, of course, he's in a Yankee uniform. <laughs> Christ is a Yankee. Christ is, that's why they've won 27 championships. <laughs> I, uh, I just watched The Sandlot with my wife oh. two nights ago. The first time she'd ever seen it. I bet. The Colossus of Clout. Did she enjoy it? Christ. The Christ of Clout. She <laughs> loves it, right, Kristen? Mm-hmm, she said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do, I think you truly enjoy it. Yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's not really a baseball movie. You know, it's a it's a, it's a heartwarming story. You know of what I told? I, I totally agree. I have two sisters that are, were five years apart on both sides. So there's ten years between my two sisters. It was the one mo- kind of one of those one movies where all three of us could watch and enjoy. Like it could span that much of a kid's sort of. Like I liked it for the baseball. My little sister liked it for the funny stuff. My big sister liked it for the heartwarmingness. You know, really yeah. is an American classic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry. That's okay. You're right. I was I, trying I, to. I'm I, fiddling I, I, with my headphones talk. here. I'm losing like a in one ear. Oh no. Yeah. You want to fix it while I talk? Well, I'm trying to on the fly. My, my review of... But it's not quite working so well for me, so I'll just keep going. Are you sure? Yeah, it's kind of coming in and out, so it's fine, though. You want to put a different set of headphones I on? I tried there? to, but those weren't working either. I don't know. Really? Oh, no. Is it the mix? The whole studio's falling apart. Seriously. Abandoned ship! Abandoned <laughs> ship. <laughs> Last man standing. Oh, Chris... Um, speaking of dumb baseball things, okay. Uh, Anthony fun. Rendon, who's the, I think he's like the second baseman or third baseman for the Nationals, actually, just uh, got. Oh, there is a crazy man outside. Really? He is flapping his arms like an eagle and spinning and dancing. Is he spinning in a circle? He's a white man. Yeah, long hair. And, he, and he's just spinning around and around and around. <laughs> kind of looks like Jesus. Yeah. 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 That you seen him before? Like yeah, I used to come to the shows there. Oh, sweet. And just spin and spin and spin. Yeah. yeah. And I, he walked away that, now, so he's... Um, yeah. He's done spin. That, that's a tough life right yeah, there. Yeah, it is a tough life. To uncontrollably want to spin around. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was kind of flapping his arms and then up and down and like yeah. back and forth. Yeah. 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 Uh, he was kind of hooping and hollering a little bit. 
shouting something. Oh, really? Yeah, shouting something out. Uh, He's like, I'm the big bambino. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he can hear us in his mind. Tell me about this second baseman. Anyway, so the guy for the Nationals is at bat. The umpire calls strike three on him, and the guy tosses his bat in the air and gets ejected. What? Yeah. That is horseshit. Isn't that horseshit? And yeah. the ump basically said, he's like, well, he was trying to, sh- you know, uh, show me up or whatever, so I had to, uh, you know, like, basically put him in his place. Just another reason that we don't need umpires. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, that's, right. this, that's how bad this has gotten, that you can't. You can't show anything now, and then until the and the umpire is just gonna give him a toss. Roger Clemens threw a bat at a player yeah. in a World Series. Yeah. And didn't get ejected. Right. What has happened to the world? It, it's it's well, I hate to say it, but it's a little too sensitive. It sure is. You know, back in my day, yeah, who could fucking punch an umpire three times? Bitten a guy's eye, sleep with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when that dude, that little, that uh, minor league guy went fucking haywire and like covered up all of home plate? Yeah. Dirt, yeah. And then crime, then like army crawled out to the the mound yes. and threw. Yes, I do. The, the chalk, like yeah. it was a grenade. Yeah. That guy's still managing. Is he? Yeah. He better he be. He does a job. I know, right? It, but it's good to know, like it wasn't just like one of these. Oh shit! 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 shit. <laughs> Sorry, my wife is just. Desperately trying to rear-end somebody, and luckily she chose a Porsche. So. Oh, good, perfect. Yeah, you won't get yeah. sued there. Yeah, no, it's no, no biggie. It's a, it's like not even a good Porsche. Like, oh, it's like an old cheap Porsche. Like one of these new, no, it's a new Porsche, like the ones that are long. Oh, uh, ram the shit out of it then. Yeah, she's going yeah. to. Yeah, hit and run. My permission. Hit and run. Anyone that drives a four-door Porsche needs to be fucking punched <laughs> in the face. Uh, anyway. It's nice to know that that guy didn't just, like, tank his career by doing that whole thing and he never got back to being a manager in the uh, in baseball, although I'm sure he never went beyond the ranks of minor leagues. He's still a coach. So. Yeah, well, I'm sure they. I'm sure the minor league team milks that for all it's worth, too, though, right? Because they're like, come right. see the crazy manager guy. Right, 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 right. Like the uh, clown prince of baseball, like that guy. Right. Who was that? You remember the clown prince of baseball? He's in Bull Durham. Yeah, you heard that movie Bull Durham. Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. He's like a two. He's like a toothless old man who wore like a real saggy baseball outfit. <laughs> he like do little dumb dances. <laughs> no. He was like a minor league baseball like. <laughs> Wait, he's a I don't know, he's a real there. guy though. Who, who? Yeah, he's a real guy, a real toothless, homeless-looking old man <laughs> with baggy outfits. They called the Clown Prince of Baseball. Fantastic. He like spit water at people. It was a different time. It was. It was a different time. Was a different time. Uh, yeah, that guy wasn't making anymore. Yeah, this is why and I love baseball so ma- much. Speaking of mascots, do you see how the Sixers are rolling so hard right now that the Sixers mascot made a half-court shot on its birthday? I saw that. The Sixers can't do anything wrong right now. It's crazy. Ten and zero. Their mascots are winning. Ten and zero, Chris. Number three in the in the East. Yeah. And going to play in the conference finals. I, so, my wife's in the car, and I hesitate to mention this, and hopefully she's too distracted by traffic, <laughs> to know that I, me and, uh, I put a sizable, a sizable bet on the Sixers to make the NBA finals. Ooh. Yeah. 
Do you remember your odds on it? Uh, I don't remember. No, I do. I do know the odds. The odds are 25 to 1. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I've seen. Which is pretty good. That is great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I just decided I'm going to stop pretending that the Sixers are bad because all of a sudden I'm considering the fact that they might be good. I, I think they're just, like, young enough and crazy enough in, in a good way of, like, just playing all out, no care, like, in the world kind of a thing, just, just to, to make a run here, I, you know. And I, I think that they have enough weird dudes. They've got, a, like, they feel like the, that Orlando team that made a run, I don't know, 10 years ago with, uh, with uh, Turkoglu. And and those guys like oh, they yeah. just didn't care and they were just shooting lights out. Yep. I feel like there are enough yes. of those guys and they on could... the Sixers with Bellinelli and and JJ Redick and like Ilyasova and, and just some dudes that Ilyasova because they could just get weirdly hot and yep. like on a different night and steal four games from any team easily. Like, and and at this point, I don't even think they're stealing games and, and until they get. Um, Maybe to the conference finals. I know. Well, it's so weird. It's so wide open with the like the teams I don't want to see them play are well the Cavs obviously because LeBron gets so many calls. Yep. But also like Washington scares me a little bit. Mm. And I think the Pacers and that's it. Like I really don't think like I'm not that scared necessarily because they're a young team of Boston or Toronto because those teams I feel like they would just. I think they can match up with them. Yeah, we're just gonna go lights out on you. Yeah, and I think they match up really well. Yep. And like you were saying, with they so many guys, they have they have enough options and different. They can they can play different styles. I think you know basketball. They can they can run if they need to. They've been playing with Amir Johnson as their center. Yeah. For the past two weeks. Yeah, it's been great. Amir Johnson's six foot nine. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's fun and and this is you know ever since I kind of I didn't. Like, I mean, I kind of called out Brett Brown a little bit because I wasn't sure if he's that great of a coach or not. But I know, but I, I thank you so much for doing that. Right? Because it's like you, if you lit a fire. Since then, I feel like they've been a whole different kind of team. So I'm taking a lot of, I'm taking a lot of the credit, Chris, on this one. <laughs> you should. You should. Um, speaking of both J.J. Reddick and Brett Brown, I don't know if you listen to J.J. Reddick's most recent podcast. You probably don't. I don't. But, uh... He was like someone. It was a mailbag, and someone asked him if the players pay attention to the line in the game, and he was saying that not the players don't, but the coaches really do. Hmm. Yeah, the coaches always know the lines and are talking about it during the game. And also, the NBA goes through extensive gambling uh, protocol at the beginning of every season. Yeah, they have to. All the players have to go, and coaches have to go to class. I didn't realize that. What did he explain further though? Like why? Well, they do it so that the players know what they can and can't gamble on, and how close the people around them uh, can be that can gamble on games. In other words, yeah. if your brother gambles on a game, they know that. Like they're paying attention to that. Hmm. Um, I also think that the NBA is very close to gambling because they want their one percent because they're going to be the first. Yes. I think they're going to be the first league to take money from legalized gambling. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, yeah, I think that's, I think that's almost a given. I mean, they've been pushing for it a little bit too, right? I mean, they're the only so, sport that's actually they been. they really want to clean their act. Yeah. They can start with like a, you know. I mean, that's amazing act. that that's kind of like a open secret then, I guess, in a sense. I mean, it's, um, 
no one talks about it and never heard about it. And then, the, but for him to kind of just talk about it freely on his podcast, you, you got to imagine that that can't be stuff that they. It felt scandalous. I'm surprised nobody right? mentioned it because when I heard that, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like he was like, and he wasn't like, "Oh, just Sixers coaches." Like coaches talk yeah. about the lines. Right. Like they're aware of the lines. That's interesting. I wonder if they if they yeah. use it actually for for. What, if, what would they use it for necessarily? Like within the I game plan? No, they wouldn't. They would use it to make money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they can't. They can't bet on the games, though. They can they? I don't know. You Man, don't know what's going on. This is crazy. Saying, like, pretty bizarre. This makes some things more interesting too. I know. I'll have to look into it a little bit more when I'm not chilling on the fucking beach, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you were saying something about the wizard. The wizard don't scare me at all, man. They okay. They have lost eight of their last ten. They're only one and four with John Wall back. They're they're that team looks. I, I I man, if there was any way that they could fall out of the playoffs, they would. You know, if there was another week okay. or two left, I think they'd be out of the playoffs. That 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 team doesn't scare me at all. And right now, so what? Right, right now, I think the Wizards would play the Heat. As it stands in the in the standings. So yeah, what are the what are the standings right now? It's 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 on the east. It's Raps, Boston, Philly, Cleveland. Yeah, uh, Indiana. So Indiana would play Cleveland. Yeah, and then Heat. Would, Heat would play Philly. Philly. Would play the Heat. Yeah, and then it's Bucks oh, Wiz. Wow. So if, so if the Sixers Sixers will get past the wow. Heat, I'm you know I don't think that's a problem. Um, the only team I don't want to see in that bottom four, to be honest with you, are the Bucks, just because fucking Giannis can go off any time he wants. Yeah, I think they're a pretty good matchup. They're 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 one and two against the season, and they're but they play the final game on Wednesday against the Bucks for the regular season. So yeah, it, they do. That'd be interesting to see just the outcome of that game, just for that purposes. But so if the Sixers make it past the Heat or whoever in the first round. Their next matchup would be against the winner of the the two seven seed, which would Celtics and Bucks at this point, which probably will stand pat because the, I I think the Wizards are so bad that I don't think they'll get out of the eight seed. Yeah. Um. I, but if that's a I if mean, that's a yeah. like like you so you're saying if it's a Bucks, but I don't know I don't think the Bucks are good enough to get past the Celtics, but I like the matchup Celtics Sixers then. Yeah, for sure. Right. And that's a nice old school '80s matchup. There, we can you know bring people back. Give that fucking nerd Brad way too much credit. I heard people saying he was the coach of the year because he's lost so many players. Oh, f that nerd! I'll I, tell you who the coach of the year is: is Quinn Snyder, Utah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I I completely buy that. Yeah. I honestly don't think any coach in the East should be coach of the year. Um, except for Brett Brown, actually, I think he should be up there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's true. He, I don't know what... I guess you could say he turned around the team, but it's kind of like the team to, just... But I think... I, that's more of like a... That, that's actually like Sam Hankey should win general <laughs> Well, he should, actually. I think they should give him like a post-mortem... <laughs> it should be like this year. Sam Hankey should win for yeah, this year. Absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. You should be able to receive it for... Yeah, exactly. Yep, I agree with you 100%. And, Brett, and, and I don't think anybody expected Philly to be in the three-seat at this point. In the season, or even barely no, making, way. barely making the playoffs. No, right, remember, way. right? No one. I didn't even think it. I was like hopeful they'd make the playoffs, but willing to be okay with them not getting. Also, Chris, what happens if the fucking if the Los Angeles falls in in that six to ten spot? 
yeah. the draft. Like, yeah. Philly gets another fucking pick on yeah. top of it yeah. with Markel Fultz coming on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucking nice. Sam Hickey should definitely it's win. Tasty. Fucking, it's tasty. It's tasty. It's tasty. <laughs> I want to eat nothing but hankies and twinkies. <laughs> Chris, let me take you on a little uh, trip down memory lane. Okay, I'd love to do that. June 19th. Can I have some memory lane music, please? Um, man, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> June 19th of last year, we uh, had almost an entire podcast uh, praising the future of the Sixers and saying that they would be in the playoffs. Really? Yes. A year ago, we we actually did predict it. We did. We at least we spent at least half of the podcast, I think, talking about the Sixers and how we both said that they will be in the playoffs. And I, I think we even placed them fairly high up. I, I didn't actually listen back to it yet, but um, I was wow, gonna. I will listen back to that this evening. Yeah. If you yeah, it's it's somewhere. I think it's like June nineteenth. Fall asleep, Chris. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll put Kristen right to sleep. I'll tell you that much. Gross, dude. What? My wife. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chris, let's talk. Let's talk a little Western Conference right now, though, because let's definitely talk a little Western Conference because I want to lead into our our bets for tonight. I'm uh, assuming you looked at some of the lines. Uh, you know what? Actually, I forgot. But I'm. Oh, Jesus I'm looking at it right okay. now. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Um, okay. but I'm, I'm I want to know your thoughts on the um our Trailblazers. Yeah, because they've been kind of um, well, they haven't been so good lately. Well, let me so let me just then let me just spoiler alert my pick. Oh, for tonight, Denver uh, plays or the Blazers play in Denver in a pretty crucial game for both clubs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Denver's Denver's giving four and a half points to the Blazers. Yeah, which Ooh. I feel like is disrespectful. To the Blazers, uh, but now knowing what or hearing what you just said, do tell why I should stay away from that bet because I felt like I should want to hit the Blazers over the head. The Blazers are, I I believe, they're four and six in their last ten games. Okay. They they have not been good. They're barely hanging on to the three seed, Um, and the Jazz are now in fourth place. And if they win the last two games of the season. One of them being the final game Wednesday is a Blazers Jazz matchup. Ooh. Yeah, that is basically for the three seed. But what if the Blazers win tonight? That well, so the Jazz, the Jazz will play. Um, they play the Warriors tonight. So, which is not out of the realm of impossible that the Jazz could win that game. Actually, the Warriors haven't been playing great lately either. So this yeah. could really make things interesting for a Wednesday night matchup. Um, well, now, now I feel like I might want to just really hit the Blazers because they might be, they feel like the kind of team that does well under pressure. Yeah, right. They really got to they really gotta play for something tonight, I think. But Denver's playing for that last spot, I think. Denver is playing for the last spot. Absolutely, they are. Um 
and I think they, they basically have to win tonight, and they also have a matchup against the, the T-Wolves on Wednesday night, which could really come down to the final spot in the playoffs as well. So well, these, yeah, there's some real interesting matchups here in the next couple of days here with, with teams playing each other for basically for, for playoffs. Well, the T-Wolves are playing Memphis tonight, which is a guarantee. I think they've got six, their 16-point favorite because Memphis has been tanking so outwardly. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like they're not even trying to be in games anymore. No, I know, so, but even though th- so I think, that means that's a guaranteed win for the Timberwolves tonight. It should be, and and Jimmy Butler's actually back. I know. So I I think it'd be dumb to not. Um, Sixteen points is a lot, though. Maybe. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet it at all. No. But I definitely think it's a win. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, man, I. I'm looking at these other games. I'm trying to figure out if there's one I like better than the Blazers. The Blazers game feels good to me, right? It feels pretty darn good. Now, I don't... There is a Raptors-Pistons, minus six, I like. Um, Ooh, Raptors-Pistons, minus six. Yeah, Raptors, minus six. Pistons are getting six points? Yeah. Oh, I think the Raptors will win that. More than six, right? By more? Yeah, yeah. I don't think the Raptors are taking their foot off the the, the, the gas here, so I, I don't think that they're, they're going to let up here and lose a game. Yeah, I um, agree. The only other one I got is the Bulls plus seven against my Nets. Oh, I think, wait, the Bulls are giving seven points. Stay away from that. No, they're getting. They're getting seven. But the Nets, they just Nets played. Favor by seven? By seven, but they just played the Bulls in Chicago two nights ago. Whooped their ass. And they beat them by, like, what, 20 or 30 points, I think? Yeah, they whooped their ass. Yeah. So. And the Bulls are tanking outwardly. The Nets are, like, can't tank because they're too. Exactly. Good. Right. Well, and they're trying but, to. I think they're trying to, you know, they're, they're just trying to win as many games as they can, and the, the, their first round pick isn't their theirs. Pick to, their pick goes to someone else. Cleveland. Right? Yeah, it goes to Cleveland. Oh, I like I like that pick a lot. Then I like that too because they're at home tonight now against the Bulls. So I think they're I think they got to be playing for uh, a big win here, and they've been playing pretty well lately. So that as much as I good. as much as I ne- I don't want to pick the Nets, I always seem to pick them for my game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you know your team, dude. I guess maybe. There's nothing wrong with that. But I do like your Portland pick, though. I like the. I, it says here it says plus four and a half. I like your pick and you like my pick. Great. That's just how it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Inspiring right? so each we other. Are locked in with those? Yeah, we're locked in with those. Let's stay with those. Uh, since we're undefe- undefeated as a unit, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like it's good that we support each other's team in case, or each other's game in case somebody loses. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. This is really heartwarming radio <laughs> right here. It's, it's nice. I might start crying a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's really touching. <laughs> hey, since, um, since we this is kind of random, but since we didn't, I just remember this. Since we didn't, um, the the, uh, the the NCAA championship game was last Monday, right? Mm-hmm. And the one that I picked correctly. Yes, exactly. By default. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but your boy, Ragu. <laughs> That's right. Had himself a day in a game. Yeah. Do you think DiVincenzo? Do you think that guy should should jump into the NBA right now? So interesting. I've been following Ragu's career for a couple of years. Yep. 
mostly I just follow him on Instagram because his lady's fine. Mm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, check her out, dude. <laughs> worth the worth the gander, <laughs> even the goose. <laughs> uh, so, Regu, Regu would. It's, I think he was like a high first round pick if he comes out last year, and then this really? year kind of got fucked because he became was made into a sixth man, oh. which he did not enjoy and actually played pretty poorly for part of the year. Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. He'd know better as a Villanova guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of fell off the face of the earth. So I I feel like this is 100% his like. I th- I don't think he'll make that mistake again. Yeah. I think he. He has to come out. Yep. I think he has to get and, and try to get paid and try to make some McBuckets money because I don't think he's going to be like good in the league. But I think he should get he should fool Michael Jordan into thinking he is. You know? <laughs> that, that is. T- <laughs> oh my God, that's great! That is such a Jordan pick, right? Oh, with the twelfth pick of the first round. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Him and Frank Kaminsky could just be uh, yeah, switching. Be terrible together. Oh yeah. man, yeah. Switching, like not knowing what they're who's getting the ball. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, switch, bro. Switch. Pick screen. Pick, pick, pick pick yeah, screen for each other. Control. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. If I was him, I would go into the league and start. Calling the Pelicans, I call. I mm-hmm. call the. Oh, you know he's going to Boston. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, That's he's a Bo- he's a Boston. What's well, the closest team? What's the closest team to Delaware? Philly. <laughs> is it? Yeah, isn't it? I don't want that, dude. Well, you're gonna get him. I don't want. How that. many? How many second round picks do the, the Sixers have this season? Because if they have more than two, he's going to Philly. Uh, I think they've got a ton. Probably. I think they've got like yeah. five. Yeah, so. Or if they have a late it's first, if they have a late first, they're going to take a flyer on a guy like him. Oh, but there's no place for him. Well, of course not, but. I'd like to see Philly, I'd like to see Philly trade some of those picks and get Otto Porter Jr. Oh, that's my, my God. New, that's my newest pursuit. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I want the, I, I want mean, the. I don't know what to do with him. Nope. Nope. They need to blow that team up, or or yeah, or at least get rid of Otto Porter. Dump, I think they need to dump Wall. Mm-hmm. Get rid of Otto Porter Jr. Try to build a team around Bradley Beal and become like low rent OKC. <laughs> <laughs> if they're smart, they would trade. They would actually. I think they would trade Wall and 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 uh, Beal actually, and and try to get some high draft picks. If they were smart, they'd just get rid of Wall outright. Yeah, yeah, but I think they can get. I think they need to get rid of two of the three. I don't know. OPJ and Beal could play together. Yeah, Wall's the one that fucking clogs everything. Uh, I I agree with you. I agree with you. But sometimes I think Beal feels he's kind of a bit of a gunner or something. He he thinks he's better than he is, and he's trying to do too much or something too. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. There's a there's a Jeff Teague vibe about him. Yeah, yeah. I I want. Oh man, I want Porter to come to. To come to Brooklyn too. Like I think he would be amazing. <laughs> he would be. He'd be like he'd be like the second coming of Thad Young for you guys. <laughs> no, no, he would be way better than Thad Young. Oh my God! Remember, How when, dare you? When the team was when the team was first dismantling. That's who they were like selling as their star yeah. for like a couple months. They're right. Like, and Joe, like he's like Thad Young had like a billboard outside of Barclays Center, which is like 
even Thad Young was like, I stop. I don't do this. That's good I marketing right there, man. That's good I didn't marketing. I Thad Young was still in the league. Pacers, so, like, man. The Pacers bought it hook, line, and sinker. It's a great fit, man. I, actually, I'm actually terrified of the Pacers now. Yeah. That, that lineup looks good. Yeah, they've got a lot of depth. They've got a lot of different pieces they can use. I, I, And Nate McMillan's the coach. Yeah, I mean, they... they uh, they, that's probably GM of the year, right? Like the guy that the guy that moved fucking well, Paul George yeah, for, for Oladipo, bonus and Oladipo. Yeah, that could be. And everybody thought that was a terrible, terrible trade. That's a great trade. It was a great trade. It was masterful. No one saw that one. No one picked that one except for the GM. No, I mean it did. I like Victor Oladipo, and I thought it was yeah, a bad trade. yeah. Right. I, yeah, I don't know who else is um who who else would win that one. GM of the year? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe the guy running uh Yeah, I don't know. I mean, definitely not Danny Ainge. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's Doc Rivers in Clipperland. <laughs> might be. He let uh, he let Chris be, Paul actually. go, trade Blake Griffin. I mean, um, and they're actually still a, they're still a, they're a 500 team and and we're up until last week we're a contender for the playoffs. I mean that that's a I'm actually I've never been more impressed with Doc Rivers before in my life. No, it's true. It kind of goes to show like he he is like he's a pretty he's good coach. Caught up in, in being a guy that could like coach uh, superstars. It's kind of like Spolstra, yeah. Like yeah. everyone thought like oh Spolstra's just a good coach for superstars. But as it turns out, Spolstra with, like, a gritty team is actually, like, a good coach. Yeah. He does a ton of crazy and, like, interesting switches. Like, mm-hmm. He's a very reactive coach. If you watch Miami, like, he he's quick. Like, he changes his lineups as soon as the team goes small and mm-hmm. he starts noticing a trend. But maybe that just means he has good uh, instincts and assistant coaches. Uh, yeah, that but, too. But I think that the mark on him was always, like, he could he – could, uh, oversee talent like like big like like LeBron and all those assholes I think Doc too but maybe Doc's like a good coach for like I, I, yeah younger players he made his son into an NBA player and that guy's terrible yeah that's I mean the only thing I, I I feel like he he kind of and maybe he'll realize this now is that I don't think he wanted to ever be a part of like another rebuild building team a young team and stuff I think he wanted those big experienced superstar type players but I think I think he needs to realize that that's not actually he needs to be somewhere in between I think you know maybe or he's got to just be a coach because yeah. he's not getting another chance as a, as a as a GM coach. No, no, oh, no, oh, no. He's yeah. He should not be a GM. I, I think yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think that's pretty obvious now at this point. But um, I think that the, I think a lot like gone are the days of that. I think that the advanced metrics have proven that like coaches should be yep. coaches and presidents should be nerds. Yep. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like just or or people that can manage. Uh, their their ownership. Yeah, I mean, which it, is like a really difficult thing to do. I think. I mean, Stan Van Gundy in Detroit is a disaster as well as a as a president of operations or whatever the heck he is. He's gonna lose both jobs because he's bad at one of them. He better. And who's someone else who should be losing their job? Probably within it won't happen this season, but it hopefully will happen another year or two. Is our boy Thibodeau? Yeah. Oh, but, dude. There's no reason that team should be as bad as they are. They are horrible. They should have been a lock. And if everything relies on Jimmy Butler, if that's the gel, if he's the guy, like, 
And Thibodeau's just running like a bad version of the bull. Yeah, he's he's. Do you do you? I don't know if you. you I don't, this is. I just looked this up today because I was was kind of intrigued about some of the coaches and stuff. And Thibodeau, of course, came up for me. All five of his starters. And all five guys have basically started almost every game this season, I think, unless it's been for injuries like Jimmy Butler. But all four guys are in the top 40 in minutes per game. Fuck. And that has only happened three times in the history of the NBA. And how much he, he played with that lineup so much. So much. All, all five guys, starters, have averaged more than 30 minutes a game. The next highest guy on the team is Jamal Crawford, who averages 20 minutes a game. Like, there's a huge disparity wow. there. Wow. You know, and then he's... Also, I mean, that's as many minutes as Jamal Crawford should be playing. Exactly. Right. But, 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 he, then he's, but then he's, you know, he gives $7 million to Cole Aldrich. Yeah. And, and yeah. George Udang, who's a backup center at this point, he's making $14 million a year. They just paid him that, Holy I think, contract shit. last time. And he, he's not even averaging, he's averaging barely 17 minutes a game. Yeah, I don't. I think the game is. I think the game very quickly passed Thibodeau. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, and I know that you could say that it has to do with like how people spread the offense and whatever. But it's. I think it's like you could be like defense is still an incredibly important position. Yeah. Right? Like you. Like I'd say that like out aside from like a really long sort of freak, you know, like that Simmons whatever talent, like. Mm-hmm. A lockdown defender is probably the next. Well, a lights-out shooter, and then a yeah. lockdown defender is probably the next important thing. Yeah. But defense is still really important. Really it's important. Not the defense that Thibodeau is trying to to instill. Did like having Paul Anthony Towns like work his ass off that much on the fucking defensive end is just eliminating his ability to play offense. Yeah, and he's he's Thibodeau. They're they're from what I was reading, their metrics on defense isn't even that good this season, and that's his calling card. Yeah, exactly. And the whole the whole league has been shifting or has been moving towards resting players more and more over the what the last five or so years or something, right? I mean yeah. that, that almost to the detriment of the league last year they yeah. were like, all right, you, off of it, you're right? These guys need to play more actually, you know. And Thibodeau yeah. is is doing the exact opposite basically and holding to the old school philosophies. And it's like you said, it, you're right. It's it's sort of passed him by in the in the mentality of how to play this game right now. Have you seen? So, have you seen Butler play yet? I mean, I don't know. Is he, he ready? He, no, he played. He played twenty three minutes. I think on Friday night, and that was his first game back from missing what twenty eight games or something like that. Yeah. Well, I thought he was done for the. I thought he was done for the season. I thought he was I too. That game. When I watched that game on in Philly. It was definitely like that was the player they were missing. Yeah. And then speaking of Jeff Teague, like that's not like Jeff Teague was a, was a sham. He was a sham. I think everybody kind of knew he was a sham in Atlanta. Yeah. But like on this team, he's just he's nowhere. And they gave him 19 million a year, and he's I mean he's he's the what fourth best, maybe fifth best player on that team. Well, I've I've got huge issues with Wiggins. I don't think he's good. I'd honestly I would trade Julius Randle for Wiggins straight up. Ooh. Straight up. I like I would. I would definitely make that trade. I would much rather have Julius Randle on my team than Andrew Wiggins. Well, here's the thing. I don't trust any young player with Thibodeau because I don't think he trusts young players at all. And he's lucky that he has a guy like... He's going to have to burn the shit out of him, it sounds like. Well, that's the only thing is he just wears them down because they're they're so young and fresh. But So I don't trust... Wiggins, if, if... Man, if Wiggins went to half the teams in this league, I think he would be a much better player. He'd be coming off the... 
I think he'd be coming off the bench. I don't think he's good. I, I don't think he's great. good with Thibodeau. He's and I, well to Thibodeau. Yeah, I think he's just had a lot of bad coaching. I think he'd be immensely better with, with a proper coach. I could I would go as far as to say that Jimmy Butler would be better off without Thibodeau, even though he thinks he wouldn't. Oh, 100%. 100%. Thibodeau saw something in Butler and gave him a chance, and so there's loyalty right. there. Yep. Uh, but I think Butler should not have come, come to the T-Wolves. I think he should have gone to, like, the Heat or another team that was, like, looking for him that's a real playoff team. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like anyone's afraid of the fucking T-Wolves in the, in the West. No, no. And I, I don't see how they get they can improve from this year to, like, next year, except for just staying healthier. But obviously everybody... They don't have any money. Right, but they, right, and exactly. And everybody's wearing down over the course of the season. So, and he made some stupid excuse. He was like, you know, this is... We, you know, we just, something, st- oh man, what was the quote? I wrote it down somewhere, and it was like, um, Thibodeau just made the excuse, he was like, well, this is, we need to play, you know, harder and grittier when we're, when we're so short-handed the way we are. We need toughness. It's like, you built yeah, this roster, spot, dude. dude. You built this roster. You handpicked all these players and gave them all, the, all these contracts. And now you're not playing, he signed Aaron Brooks in the offseason, who I think he had in Chicago. Yeah, and definitely. Aaron Brooks has has played. I don't. I think he's played maybe thirty games this season. I think that's always kind of a it's never a great thing. I've never loved a coach taking old players with him. Derrick Rose, especially <laughs> when he's been fired. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's it's different when it's like, oh, I can fucking get another two years out of Luol Deng, who's going to retire if he's not on my yep. team, and he'll play for like league minimum. Like that's one thing, right? But like to like overpay players like Jimmy Butler and Brooks because at one point they were good and you know they'll just shut the fuck up and play when you're trying to coach younger players who don't know you. Like, would you want to play for Thibodeau? No. I mean, and the only good thing I'll say is that Aaron, he didn't give Aaron Brooks... Tyron Lue than Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, when when they first signed him, what was that, last year or the year before, whatever it was, however long he's been there now, like, you, I... I think we all saw, we all looked at the roster and go, oh, this is a nice new young roster yeah. that Thibodeau could, like, and he, he doesn't need to bring in all his old guys with him. And what I does he do? I'm so excited about that team. Yeah, and what does he do piece by piece, player by player? He has, like, what, four or five old Bulls players on this team. Yep. And that's, yep. that's like, scary, man. Like, that, dude, you and have... In a way, and in a way, the Bulls, I know this is an overstep, a huge overstep, I'm a little more excited about the Bulls' future than I am about the team. <laughs> I love marketing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. I think I know what you mean because they they don't have Thibodeau, so they they're probably better off in the long run. And they've got and they did well in the draft last year, and they're tanking it right now. Yeah. So there is just some hope. They lost all those dead weight contracts. They're not paying D Wade anymore. They're yep. not paying Derrick Rose anymore. They're not paying fucking Jimmy Butler anymore. Like they've got, a, I would assume, a decent amount of cap space. Uh, I assume fan base and decent coaching. I don't know. And marketing is not going anywhere. They love him. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. I mean, just just <laughs> it's an overstep. But uh, I like it though. It's a good hot take. I like that. Yeah. Bring the also, bring the, the heat. In this, di- in this diatribe, um, I think we should have a new segment for our show just called the shit list because we hate people. Yes. And we never let them off of our shit list. Yeah. Like, Tom Thibodeau's been on our shit list for two years. Yep. We should just be like, here's the shit list. Tom Thibodeau. Anytime we open our mouth and talk about Tom Thibodeau, it's going to be talking <laughs> shit. He's the president and CEO of our, of our shit list. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. 
Fucking repeat, kids. <laughs> Didn't see me the first time. Oh got man, it, got I'm gonna. There's a. There's a, actually uh, a, a, an article on on SB Nation that the guy lists like the like that. What is it? Eight worst teams, ten worst teams in in the NBA right now, and who has the best future? Yeah, and I I can't disagree with this article enough about every single team he lists, and he puts them in order, right? And I think he put yeah. the Bulls as the number one or number two team with the best future of basically all of all lottery teams right now. So I so you disagree with him, but I agree with him. Yeah, basically, and it, and and it's <laughs> there. There's I I and I know what you're saying, and I kind of agree with it, but but then you think about like the guy who runs the Bulls and how they mess a lot of things up. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, 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 I can't see that they have a better future. They might have a better future than Timberwolves, but not a better future than half the than half the lottery teams right now. Actually, well, I will go back and read that article. I'm going to send it to you. Read an, an I'm article that that I read. Ooh, send it to me. Uh, it's a quick piece. It's actually in New York Magazine. Ooh, um, highbrow. Because it's a good. Well, it's a good layman's piece. It's a. I don't have the writer's name in front of me. It's in this most current issue. Uh, and it's just about the drama of the NBA. Like, and it mm. starts with like the Joel Embiid, uh, Russell Westbrook uh, but, like fight. It's mm-hmm. just like how good the NBA is at creating drama oh. and how peaking the NBA is right now for the casual viewer Keep it up. and for the fan. And it just makes you really excited because it's like a three-page article just about like, the NBA is dope. Like, yeah, it is. dope. Like, get on board. What? This is like a fun game that doesn't have concussions. Like, it's, uh, yeah. And there's, and there's dramas by teams that aren't even going to play each other in the playoffs. Like, Westbrook and Embiid are never going to see each other in the playoffs. No. And that's, no. like, one of the league's best beefs right now. And it talks about, like, Twitter. And it talks about how Kevin Durant got busted for, like, for having uh, his own uh, – fake account oh, yeah. that props up his existing yep, account. Yep. And then how and beat shit talks that. Like, yep. It's great, man. It is it's a good it's a good article. It's I a mean, good article for for the non the non NBA fan to get into the NBA too. It's basically just saying that Embiid is the existence of the NBA right now, basically. A uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, I mean, and he is. I think no, he's there, right. There's, I, no, there's no player look at OBJ is probably is that his name? Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. OBJ is probably the best the most millennial lined up player right now in right? football like, if you were to say like yeah in football you'd be like who's the guy that's speaking to millennials yeah like obj right yep. maybe even brady like that's weird but like this the nba has him beat him is the millennial oh yeah right mm-hmm. and that's just a better look yeah it's fun it's playful it's good yeah chris uh we gotta end this we're out of time we're out of time did we go over no, but we're uh, we're almost uh, less than a minute left. Thundercat out, bitch. This Here we go. Great talk. Here we go. All right, peace. See you, buddy.